0: Small Business Spoonfuls is a weekly Q&A with Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill for questions you have about running your business. This podcast is sponsored by HelpDeskSuites.com. You are a busy employer. We are your employment law compliance help desk. Visit HelpDeskSuites.com to find out more about us and become a member today. And now, here's your hosts, Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill.
1: Welcome to another edition of Small Business Spoonfuls. I'm Lisa Smith.
0: And I'm Mason Merrill.
1: And today we are kicking off a series of three podcasts leading us up to the Christmas holiday that are going to address a lot of the questions we get from our members regarding how do you navigate holidays and still, you know, stay out of prison.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically we're talking holiday parties, um, especially for the next two weeks. We're, our Today's podcast is going to be concerning, as you saw in the topic, um, employer liability when it comes to alcohol at a holiday party. And then next week, you'll want to stick around because we're going to talk about how to have a harassment free. Uh, holiday party. So a <laughs> yeah. couple of interesting topics coming up on this.
1: Yes, definitely. And then in our third week, the week right before Christmas, we're going to be talking about pay issues that we have been getting flooded with questions on regarding holiday pay, how it interacts with your regular schedules, your exempt employees and so forth. So stay tuned for that one too.
0: Yep. That's right. Okay. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit, uh, about holiday parties and last week we our um our attorney that we um, freelance with ha- had posted an article uh, called holiday parties and employer liability is alcohol okay so we're going to kind of break that down a little bit today
1: yeah definitely because you know this is the time of year when you're having all of the parties sometimes it's lunches and mm-hmm. corporate outings and team building but you know sometimes it's just a straight up party with drinking and dancing and like wherever the evening takes you (laughs)
0: exactly exactly so why don't you just explain a little bit about our ask an attorney feature where this comes from how it kind of works
1: yeah 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 our attorney is amazing um his name's harrison oldham and he um he works with us on a basis where our, our members can't, and you have to be a member to do this, by the way, but our members will write in a question that maybe they would trust our SPHRs, but they would really like to hear it from an attorney's mouth, right? And so he will answer two to three questions every week. And what he does is he doesn't answer you directly in your email. He posts his answer under our Ask an Attorney section on our website. So again, it's for members only. But if you're a member, you can log in, you can go to Ask an Attorney, and then you can read like, hundreds of of responses that he's given in the last um six or eight months but anyway so um You write in, and then it usually takes him a week to two weeks to respond. So, this isn't a kind of feature that you just want to write if you need an answer tomorrow. Yeah. And he's not your counsel on this. He's not, you're not contracting Mm -hmm. with him. You're not paying him for his time. You know, he's doing this just as a benefit to our website. So, anyway, he's super nice and he's very generous and he's very detailed in his answers. And we really love working with him.
0: Yeah. And just to clarify, this is not legal advice. You cannot bring this blog post into a court of law and say well an attorney answered it for me yeah it doesn't have any ground it's just hearing it from an attorney uh, versus one of our yes SPHRs
1: yeah and it's general guidelines too like you didn't retain his services you don't have any link or relationship with him but it is nice sometimes to hear the opinion of an attorney
0: yeah and he's a good writer and gives really detailed answers usually Mm -hmm. and it's just a nice feature for all of our members because you know, if you keep up with this blog, it's really cool because, um, you know, you can, other members can see answers to these questions and we're not calling out anybody in general. It's all anonymous type stuff, but, um, you know, it's just kind of questions that come day to day that, are interesting for people to read over so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah absolutely anyway
0: so this is a holiday party uh question and we're talking about alcohol here so let's get let's get into it here
1: yeah so you know employers often want to make alcoholic beverages available at these company parties and um sometimes they even allow employees to bring their own you know to the company party and if it's on company premises that's where you know employers face a liability if injuries are caused by intoxicated employees. Lawsuits, Um, are always attempting to hold employers liable for damages or injuries caused by intoxicating employees. And they're generally based on one or more of these legal theories that we're going to talk about. The first one is direct negligence. We're going to also talk about vicarious liability and statutory liability.
0: Yep. Okay. So let's uh, kind of break it down here. Let's start with negligence.
1: Yeah. Well, under negligence, you know, our attorney tells us here that traditionally courts have held that there is no cause of action in negligence for an employer making alcohol available to a consenting, of course, of legal age employee. The thought generally is that the consumption of alcohol is the proximate cause of the injury, not the act of making it available. So the fact that the employer made it available didn't cause the injury, it was the employee who mishandled it.
0: Yeah, that's right. So.
1: But there are a number of states who have developed exceptions to this general rule. And it really causes liability to sit with the person who provided it, made it available, allowed the drinking to go on.
0: Yeah. And these circumstances will include cases like, are they driving tonight when they're on their way home? Mm-hmm. Did the employ- the employer pro- knew they came in their car? And gave them alcohol, even though they consented to it and got in the car. But the fact that, you know, it wasn't a safe circumstance when they got home, they got a little too, too much in their system. And then also another one is if you have minors working and a minor can consent to taking alcohol, but does that make it legal? Nope.
1: (laughs) Yes. Or if the provider knows that the person has a physical or mental condition that might be affected by alcohol consumption, this is one of those very sticky areas where we don't always know things about our employees. But let's say that we did have a conversation about you know, FMLA leave, you know, for depression or, you know, some sort of treatment, or maybe the person has a history of alcoholism and we're aware of that, then providing that alcohol to the person, you know, this could be a slippery slope for us. So there are liabilities, even though we go back to the general rule of negligent has traditionally not held responsible Many state and, you know, circuit court level decisions, you know, differ with that. So definitely there is a risk there.
0: Yep, for sure. So it's just some things to consider when you're um, providing alcohol at these parties with as far as being neg- negligent. You'd be like, well, they consented; it. It's up to them. Well, not all the time. So right. just some things to consider with that. You know, there's nice there's nice things like Uber or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just being aware of how old people are and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. so um Okay, so the next one would be vi- vicarious liability.
1: Yeah, so vicarious liability, the courts have held that an employer may be vicariously liable for the actions of an intoxicated employee under the theory of respondeat superior, which is Latin. It basically means the let the master answer is basically what it means. So in general, these actions are limited to situations where the employee is acting within the scope of their employment or is within the control of the employer. But factors that the court considers when determining if these situations occur include whether the employer requested or required that the employee attend the event, the employer picked up the expenses for the event, or the employer derived a business benefit from the event. Okay. So if any of these three areas are part of the reason the person was drinking and caused the issue, then vicarious liability could definitely be in play here.
0: Yep. Okay. So that's that. definitely something you want to keep in mind with this. Um, they're considering all angles. the The court is considering all angles here. So the next one would be statutory liability.
1: Yeah, and here, you know, a number of states have enacted civil damages or what's called dram shop laws that give a right of action to people injured by an intoxicated person and against the person furnishing or selling the alcohol that caused the intoxication. So most of these laws are going to apply only to commercial servers of alcohol, such as bars or liquor stores. However, certain states have enacted statutes that impose some form of liability on non-commercial servers of alcohol.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so that would be the non-commercial, just to clarify, the non-commercial servers of alcohol would be the employer, right? Yes. In these situations. Cool. Yes. Okay, great. So these are a couple of factors. What, what makes this uh, statutory liability so dangerous? Like, for example, can you provide an example?
1: Um, Well, goodness. I mean, if, you know, your, your employee drank alcohol you provided and then drove and killed someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're looking at vehicular homicide, uh, manslaughter at the very least. And you know, then that person, of course, is liable because they did it. The the intoxicated person, but when they trace it backward to where did this all begin? Yeah. If you hadn't done this, this probably wouldn't have happened, and then your company can be standing liable for, if not criminal penalties, it could be millions of dollars in civil. Penalties. Yeah. So this is this is not only dangerous just to the public safety, but it is definitely something that could kill your company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so
1: if it's small, especially, but there are a few precautions that you can take that lessen the liability here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that.
1: Okay. Well, first, um, before any company events with alcohol are held, develop a company policy concerning employee consumption of alcohol on company property. Yeah. Um make sure that if it's while on company business or at a company sponsored social event all of that language is also included.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it, and it's not a bad idea um to monitor drinks, you know, kind of think about um when you're when you're take precautions ahead of time so you can avoid something during, you know, the holiday party isn't meant for everybody just to come get hammered, you know. <laughs> so, right. it's a time to like celebrate and What a great year. And they get everybody together.
1: Right, And, you know, our attorney also says something that's really smart. And I've seen this done a lot that if you're going to have alcohol at events, then have alcohol tickets that you issue or like have a wristband that's required. So that means you've ID'd the person. And then on the wristband, you can have like if you're allowing two drinks or three drinks, you can have the person serving the drink check it off every time. So, you know that this person has only been able to get this many drinks. Oh
0: yeah. And that's such a great, that's such a great um, system to put in place. I've been at parties where there's no system and everybody's hammered. Mm -hmm. And then where, where there is a system like this and they're keeping track of it and everybody's doing the right thing, it just seems like a, everything flows so smoothly and you leave that party thinking, wow, that was really fun. That was, a ni- you know, nice. Every- nobody's hurt. Everybody's good. <laughs> Nobody has to think about, oh, what did I do the next day when they see everybody? You know, yeah. <laughs> so, it's the
1: best of both worlds, you yeah. know, because they can still have some alcohol if they choose, but you're not overly, you're not over serving people and you really have a monitored way of handling it. And then if somebody who's in charge of serving breaks this law yeah. and that traces back to them, yeah. It wasn't your company that did mm-hmm. this. It That's was right. that individual. Yeah. And you who acted alone. Yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah. So, um, you know, wristbands and tickets are a very inexpensive way to get this thing done, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So the second one here is, you know, make sure when you're planning your event, you you know, think ahead, like kind of like we're talking about with precautions, but think about the setting of the event, the timing, the location. So clearly, if you have a holiday party that lasts from eight to midnight, that's prime time for alcohol consumption and abuse. Um, If it's a lunch or it's an afternoon or it's a Sunday, we're not as likely to see that kind of mindset. So, you know, think about that.
0: Yeah, times definitely make a difference. So finally, our last point here.
1: Okay, so if you see an employee at the event that has had too much to drink, or is anywhere close to that, maybe just a little slurring or a little giggling too much or something, then ensure that that person does not get any more. Cut them off. Um, like you mentioned, you know, call an Uber for them or a yeah. taxi or, you know, whatever. Make sure they have safe transportation home and get yeah. them out of that situation. And make sure you don't embarrass them, though.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Do it very in a tactful manner. Pay for it if you have to. You know, Yes, cause definitely pay for it. <laughs> pay for it get it done because like that little bit of money to get them home to an uber mm-hmm. is going to be way less than the headache of and, of, the,
1: and the court cost of yeah, a vehicular homicide of, case they died. Yeah. and just knowing that now you have somebody's maybe death on your conscience because of what you did not do properly at your party
0: yeah exactly you know
1: let's just so. don't let's just get rid of all of that and just do it right to, out the out of the gate
0: yeah. And tax with uh, services like Lyft or Uber, or all that taxi service or anywhere, anywhere you want to be mm-hmm. are super um, accessible. Very things. much so. so. Yeah. It's not like you have to live in a big city to have these kind of services. So, yeah. um think those things are definitely some things to think about. And as you mentioned, tactful, non-embarrassing, kind of like, you know, don't make it a big scene at the party. Just be, you know, get somebody else or if it's a woman and you're a man, Mm -hmm. you know, get, get somebody you trust as a woman to get them out of there in in a tactful situation. Don't make it a, you know, we'll talk about harassment a little (laughs) bit in our next podcast, but don't make it a harassment scene of, you know, when people are, are impaired like that, you know, they, come up with different stories of what they saw during the thing and all Mm -hmm. that so just make sure it's a very you know tactful type situation so you don't like you said or like it says here in the article in a non-embarrassing fashion nobody wants to be embarrassed you as the employer and your uh, valuable employee
1: yeah absolutely so those are some great tips i think it's a lot of common sense stuff but unfortunately sometimes we get to this point in the year and we're just you know employers are just excited about showing their their appreciation yeah and it sometimes they don't cover all their bases so yeah. good reminders
0: and we all like to have fun and there's right. nothing saying here you can't have fun but
1: yeah. just so. be smart about it
0: exactly yeah. okay cool so that's it for this week
1: Alright, well until next time, I'm Lisa Smith.
0: And I'm Mason Merrill.
1: Be Audit Secure.
0: To find out more about us, visit helpdesksuites.com slash podcast. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you get your podcast, and tune in weekly for new episodes.